Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Beautiful sunshine here at the Aegeus Bowl at the end of the third day's play in this tantalising fourth test between England and India. Simon, you're chuckling away because I suppose we said yesterday that no one would want to predict what would happen today. And actually, in a way, our predictions have come true because we said it was going to be nip and tuck and you couldn't quite tell who was going to get on top and still... No one is quite on top. Yeah, well, you, you actually stuck your neck out a little bit yesterday and you said you thought it would be that sort of middling total, but you know, about 250 to win, and it looks as though it's going to be about that. Well, there were the various scenarios, weren't there? Would England fall in the heap and set them about 150, or would they have a 300 for five day and set them far too many and you know, go on to win the match quite comfortably? But it looks as if it's going to be about 250 to win, and then a, that's a real challenge for India in the fourth innings, but... They're still in the game. And there have been moments today where you just feel you know, England getting on top and a wicket falls. You know, Butler was out for, for 69 with a new ball. And just before the close, India just feeling a bit flat. Yeah. And you can often tell how a team feel about their position in the match by how they celebrate a wicket. The wicket of Rashid, there wasn't a huge amount of enthusiasm. There was a little bit of relief about it. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'd prefer to be in England's position. Mm. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, winning the toss, the pitch has deteriorated much quicker than probably even Joe Root imagined. I know, talking to the English guys, that, that this morning, before the third day's play, uh, they're astonished that, A, there was so much seam movement to start with, and that, B, it's deteriorated in the, in the dry sense so much, and yeah. turning miles from outside the off-stump to the to, from the off-spinner at least. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's fair to say, isn't it, if you look at the scores, so uh, England 246 and 260 for eight, India 273, it's a 250 wicket, isn't yeah. it, roughly, or 260 wicket. India have never made more than 171 to win a test in England. I think, although these sort of stats mean nothing to modern players, they ignore them, it does tell you something. Yeah. It tells you that India are not very good at chasing runs on a fourth innings pitch, and that fourth innings pitches in England generally are not that good, and they tend to deteriorate. And this one... I think t- chasing 200, given England's accuracy with the ball, consistency, and also the fact they've got two spinners 
instead of only one. Ashwin had a lot of responsibility today, mm. and, and, and he didn't look quite right. I mean, he bowled OK. He held an end, didn't he? 35 overs, seven maidens, one for 78. So it meant that Coley could rely on him to hold an end and rotate the seam bowlers from the other end. But you've thought England's seven left-handers, mm. Ashwin with the ball turning, would be more dangerous. Would be more dangerous. And, in fact, the only batsman he got out was a right-hander. No, he got, no, sorry, he got, he got Stokes. Stokes. Yeah. He got Stokes. But yeah. it, 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 he never looked as if he was going to get a wicket, oddly. The, the old ball went past the edge, and what England did really well... And this is something I suppose they've learned from experience, Stokes himself, from playing out in India, is not to be too flummoxed by the odd ball beating the edge and trying to get Pat to panic and go down the wicket and hit the bloke off his length or try something different, a reverse sweep or something like that. He just kept playing the line, trying to play back as much as he could and then drawing forward and really stretching forward. And the way that England defended was, was impressive because they got right forward. Even Jennings to the spinner, right forward, using as much reach as he could, all right back. I remember Raoul Dravid once saying, you know, the art of playing spin was to not get caught in that no man's land, sort of half forward, either right forward or right back. And there was that great innings he played at the Oval against Graham Swan, who, who was bowling really well in 2011, I think. And I, look, I remember looking at, at Dravid's interception points, the, the points at which he hit the ball from sideways on. Uh, on, on the wicket, on a graphic, and there was hardly any balls in that sort of half and half area. It was all either right forward or right back. Get as close to the ball as you can, or as far away from it as you can. That's the way to play. Spin. Sounds like Mrs. Doyle yeah. in Father Ted. Does it? Or not Mrs. Doyle, actually, no, it was Father Ted himself, wasn't it? It was Father Dougal, who was pointing out of the window, looking at some cows, and then he had a toy cow on the table during a little holiday they were having in a caravan, and Dougal just couldn't understand the fact that these cows outside were the same size as these little model cows on the table, and Father Ted was going, very small, as in the ones on the table, far away, as in the ones outside. Sorry, a bit of a silly diversion, but anyway, where were we? <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. What about Stokes then? Well, Stokes yeah. 30 in what was it, 110 balls? I mean, he's gone into blocking mode yeah. as, as a batsman. We saw it at Trent Bridge. 27. We saw it at Trent Bridge in the one day international when he was sort of searching for form. Admittedly, England were under pressure there, they lost early wickets. Uh, you, you saw it at Trent Bridge where you could understand it because England was sort of battling for. Not, not necessarily to save the game, but they were, they were battling for something, for pride in that fourth innings. We saw it a bit in the first innings as well, and we saw it here again. That, we, that counter-attacking, aggressive Stokes, for now, has gone. I think it's... The experience of playing in India and remembering what Trevor Bailey said, I remember talking to Stokes, actually, even before that India tour, and how he was going to approach batting by just doing batting time. And he knew that if he batted long enough, the runs would come and eventually he could play shots and, and sort of catch up with his strike rate. And he's taken that to the, to the almost the nth degree yeah. in the last couple of test matches by what I really like actually about his approach. He's different from pretty much anybody else. Against the faster bowlers, he actually walks up the wicket. Butler's done a little bit of that, but Stokes does it in an even more provocative sort of way. Butler almost does it in a, in a slightly subtle, uh, understated sort of way, but Stokes does it in a, in a quite sort of, look at me, kind of big chest thrust out sort of way. Not, pr- not aggressive, but just disruptive. 
trying to upset the bowler's line and length and still play straight, not try and go down the wicket with a couple of steps and then belt it, but just try and upset the bowler's rhythm, get a bit closer to the length, try and you know, sort of smother the movement if there is any. And, you know, I mean, a very different approach to, to the, the one that anyone else has taken. Joe Root still plays pretty much his natural game, mm. I think. He's still going for those little tiny sort of swish shots outside off the forcing shot off the back foot he, he was lucky a couple of times that he played and missed early in his innings he still doesn't look quite right he he battled and ground ground away and got to 40 odd and that was a you know important innings as well he had little bits of luck but he stuck it out and then unfortunately his sort of lack of Carl Lewis <laughs> speed between the wickets found him out yeah he didn't die did he no, he didn't die. Perhaps he didn't sense the danger. I don't know. Perhaps he thought that the throw was going to go to the other end. Stokes perhaps sensed that he was running to the danger end. And actually, Shamu picked it up. I think he could have attacked either end, but he went to the, the root end. And I, I don't know, you post-rationalise these things, but if Root knew the throw was coming into his end, yeah. then he, need, he might well have died. You need wing mirrors, don't you, yeah. the batsman, to sort of see behind you what's going on because he's, he was a bit slow to set off and then he got going but then he seemed to coast at the yeah. end of that run and if he absolutely sprinted and dived he might have got in yeah I mean he's not he's not the most athletic I wonder no. whether his, his back yeah. is, is hindering his, his, his running mm-hmm. he, you know he's not the a bit like Alistair Cook, actually. They, not a natural athlete, not, not, is he? No, not a natural athlete. We talk about uh, Cook and, and Jennings, the two openers. 36 from Jennings today. He batted through the morning and got out just before lunch. Cook out for 12. Not, not a, it wasn't a great shot, was it, from, from Alistair Cook? No, but... You know, the one thing I'd say about that dismissal was he's been grappling all series, and in fact, for the last couple of years, with the round the wicket approach, the right arm round the wicket, very difficult to handle, especially if the bowlers are swinging it away from that angle, so angling it in and then swinging it away. He's been grappling with trying to maintain his alignment. I think that might be his his daughter behind us, by the way. <laughs> right, okay. Can you just hear that in the background? <laughs> yeah. Because his room is directly behind yeah, yeah. our commentary box here, and he actually came into our commentary box accidentally the other day. Day, thinking it was his room, so he turned right instead of left. What were and you saying about him at the time? You were live on air, <laughs> wasn't you? It wasn't particularly polite, actually. In fact, I was just saying that England's opening partnership... You're trying to make me do it again, aren't you? So he walks in again. Um, no, his, his, his opening... I was saying that the, the opening partnerships in the last two years has been about 20 or something on average for, for England, which is just not, not enough. But actually, it was a good bit of bowling that today because they went round the wicket a lot and he was sort of starting to line that up OK and he's been tinkering with his stances and in his body positions and his alignment for the round the wicket approach. Then Boomer went over the wicket and bowled him a more regulation sort of ball across him slightly. He went for the drive without allowing for the change of angle and nicked it to slip. Mm. So actually it was a good bit of bowling, although it was a slightly, I wouldn't say lazy, but, but perhaps not 100% on it shot. Are Cook and Jennings... Doomed. Well, doomed. I was going to say, are they inked in for the Oval? Are they, are they yeah, bound to play think, at the Oval? Well, it'll, be, it'll be depend a little bit if on England result, win or not. Yeah. I think if England win, then they'll probably be given the last test. Certainly Jennings, will be, or certainly Cook, will be given the last test to play. Um, Jennings, I'm not sure. I, I think there's going to be further discussion. But unfortunately, Rory Burns, who would be, I suppose, his closest yeah. contender, didn't make any runs for Surrey in the four-day game they've just played. Um, if he'd got a double hundred or something, it might have been an overriding compelling case. Compelling yeah. case. I mean, he's, he's made a thousand runs in the last five seasons. He, yeah. You know, he's got to a thousand runs this season. Uh, you can do no more, really, can you, as, as an opening batsman? I mean, I feel sorry for, for, for Jennings in one way, in that 
he got sort of drafted into the test side again and he hasn't really had any four day cricket so he's been under the cosh yeah. against this pretty good Indian attack the, 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 the bowler's now perfecting that round the wicket approach to the left handers which has made his job difficult, more difficult and in fact it's made all left handers job more difficult the, the averages of left handed batsmen have definitely come down in the last three or four years and I think that's primarily because of that round the wicket approach but in, in Jennings' case, he hasn't had any kind of four-day cricket in between tests or while the one-day series was going on to groove his, his batting. So this 36, probably the highest score he's made for about mm. two months in a four-day game. Yeah. One of the other aspects, of course, of, of today's play was that England changed their batting order. Yes. You, you see yeah. that so rarely at this level. I really like that. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was enterprising. Group Root doesn't want to bat at three. There was a, there was a failure. Well, why didn't they do it before the game, then? Well, I don't know. Maybe they just backed Moen, who, who played well in the first innings here, yeah. to carry on where he left off. Do you know, I once, I once opened the batting for Middlesex. Did you? After staying, being not out at number nine yeah. when we followed on, I was sent out to open the next ten minutes later. And I stayed in for a little bit and, and sort of survived and then got out. Uh, just at the time when the pitch was flattening out and Gatting and Haynes got a double hundred each. So it works then, in yeah, a way. Sort of. yeah. I was a night watchman opener. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't happen very often. The last time we found a case of England sort of switching their batting order when it wasn't for, for an injury or you know quick run chase or night watchman was back in 2006 when Peterson and Collingwood switched positions in a, in a test match and you know one went to, from, from yeah. five to four and the other went from four yeah. to five. But it, do, it doesn't happen very often. No, no I think it's... It's in a way, it's because players now are, you know, kind of have their mindset. They, they like to they know like where to they're batting, don't yeah, they? They do. Yeah. They do. And and they, they have their they're very superstitious and they have their routines and you know. It, it, I mean, so many batsmen are almost OCD in mm. the way they approach things. And to change with Ian Bell, for instance, apparently, if you changed his practice session time by one minute, it sort of threw him out. So it, uh, to change a batsman's position in the order is, could be devastating. Yeah. Well, there's old Moen. They don't seem to worry about him, though, do they? He's batting from every position, one to yeah, nine. Yeah. Uh, Moen, you're back in the side. And number, be... no, number seven. Oh, no, number three. And he, and he could be the, the match winner tomorrow, couldn't he? Well, I mean, he after yeah. the way he bowled in the first innings, just found the right pace for the pitch. And there's so much rough. It's turning off every little bit. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he can bowl England to victory. Yeah, the, the pitch being... I mean, not, not much pace in it, is there? But there's, some, there's bounce, unevenness. And bounce. There's Unevenness, yeah, and there's you know it's kicking. Yeah. I mean, a couple of times to Butler tonight, Ashwin got it to hit him in the chest yeah. from a reasonable length. Obviously, the Indians will play the spin well, but they didn't. Well, the middle order were you completely open. Yeah, in the first innings, no. But I mean, they norm- normally they do. Mm. Uh, well, t- you know, lead of two hundred and thirty-three. We, sh- we should also you know, mention Sam Curran yeah, again. Should. I mean, yeah. he came in in a and Butler. Yeah, well, Butler, fantastic. Yeah, very, very good. But no, I mean, Curran, yeah, in the first summer of Test match cricket, he mm. came in in a, in a potentially difficult situation. England, were, you know, they didn't have enough runs on the board. But he just, again, he just looks so. So calm, calm, composed, and takes some good options. Hit some shots. He hit two falls off Boomer at the end. Yeah, there. beautiful good strikes. balls. Yeah. You know, on the stump, swinging in a bit, and he hit them easily for four, like a kind of David Gower. Mm. Elegant and and beautiful timing and placement. Excellent. Well, he's thirty-seven not out overnight. England lead by two hundred and thirty-three. Uh, they'll want a few more though yeah. on on the fourth morning. A little, little bit of insurance. Stuart Broad will be on strike for for one ball. I mean, there there, are, there is run potential there for England. Mm. It could be, you know, frustrating half an hour, 40 minutes 
for India with Curran and Broad there, but equally with what England got left, it's so easy to be nipped in the bud. So somewhere, say, between 235 and 250 to win, something like that. Mm. Uh, If it were to be, say, 250, Mm. 240, 250, what win percentage chance would you give India? 15 15%. 15%. Yeah. Even with Kohli in their side and Bajara yeah. making 100 in the first there'll be, innings. There'll be a ball with Kohli's name on it. Yeah. So I, I think India have got very little chance. So England got enough already then? Yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does feel as if England are in the, in the stronger position. And I think you definitely want to be in England's position rather than India's. I mean, if you look at the other way around, you know, would England want to chase 240, 250 against India's bowlers in the fourth innings? You know, would you give them a chance of getting that? No, you prefer to be in India's position. It's massive pressure, isn't it, on yeah. India? They know, and I'm sure that's this will happen as well, isn't it? It's the series. Yeah. So that, that's what I mean. I think that they'll be aware, they'll try and put that out of their mind, but England will keep reminding them of it, I hope, mm-hmm. that if, you, if they get bowled out here, they've lost the series. And I just think that gives England the edge, really. Well, a remarkable symmetry uh, in terms of the scoring of the first three days, if symmetry indeed is the right word, but 265 for 10 first day, 260 for 10 second day, 254 for 8 third day. I mean, normally the scores go down a bit, but India at the moment, they only need mm. two, three, four. But England have still got two wickets in hand. It's been a great test match. Uh, it's, it's been riveting. Mm. And... Uh, I, mean, I, 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 I think England are in the better position, but you, you wouldn't you wouldn't sort of want to put all your possessions on England winning the match. But uh, they have great great opportunity to win the game on the fourth day. And, and if you're in the Southampton area, you know, come along because I think it, it will be like that Edgebaston Test of 2005. It's a series defining mm. day, and it could be that kind of nip and tuck mm. sort of day as well, with wickets falling, a few partnerships, but not enough. And just when you think one tide yeah. is on top, the other side sneak ahead that's, again. That's what it's been like all game, yeah. isn't it? You want, you, oh, the one team are definitely on top here. Oh, no, they're not. Yeah, half an hour later, it's, it's turned around again. Um, sometimes in situations like that, you get one side that eventually just takes over completely, uh, which, which could well happen on the, on the fourth day. But, well, let's hope for another you know, intriguing, fluctuating day yeah. and, a, and a tight finish as well like we had at Birmingham the beauty of test cricket it's it's a pleasure to to talk about it to you thanks yeah. for listening and speak to you tomorrow yeah goodbye for now sports social podcast network Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.